0: and welcome. I'm Rabbi Nachometh with the Las Vegas Colel. Bill Buckner, the name is synonymous with error, failure, mistake. From 1986, game six of the World Series, the Boston Red Sox are up three games to two against the New York Mets. It's the bottom of the 10th inning. The Red Sox are winning. They only have one more out and then they win the World Series becoming world champions. And sure enough, Mookie Wilson of the Mets, it's a soft ground ball right up the first baseline. Boston Red Sox first baseman Bill Buckner makes a move on the ball to make the simple, easy play, and sure enough, what happens? It gets through Buckner. The ball goes right between his legs. He makes one of the most costly errors in the history of professional sports. The Mets go on to win the game, tying the series at three games apiece, and in the next game, the Mets go ahead and they win the World Series. Bill Buckner was vilified. He was destroyed by the Boston media. He was public enemy number one. His error cost the Red Sox the World Series. It cost them the championship. What made the situation so bad was that this was a simple play. This was a simple play that a high schooler could have made. Buckner was destroyed by Red Sox fans around the world. It was unforgivable. And for decades, Bill Buckner was synonymous with error, failure, mistake, and he was essentially run out of town, berated and ridiculed by all Red Sox fans and admirers. It's an interesting thing. If you look in the Talmud, the Talmud tells us that when the Jews were building the Mishkan, the tabernacle, the temple that they used while they were in the desert, the Talmud tells us that they used 39 melachos, 39 creative acts of work and construction to build that mishkan. And the Talmud tells us that it is these 39 constructed acts that the Jews used to build their tabernacle, those are the same 39 prohibited activities on Shabbat. We know that the Torah tells us on Shabbos, we must refrain from activity from Melacha. And the Talmud tells us there's a connection. It's the same 39 activities that the Jews utilized to build the Mishkan, to build that tabernacle in the desert. Those are the same 39 prohibited activities on Shabbat Shabbos. What's interesting is that if you take note, one of the 39 prohibited activities is erasing. You're not allowed to go ahead and erase something on Shabbos. And the Talmud wants to know, well, what's the parallel in the construction of the Mishkan? Where did the Jewish people ever have to erase anything when they were constructing and building the Mishkan? And the Talmud explains that when they built the Mishkan, they utilized crushing pillars or support beams that were used to hold the Mishkan erect. And the Talmud explains that these crushim, these beams, well, they had a top and a bottom. There was an up and a down. How would the Jews know which side was up, which way was supposed to be on the bottom, and which side was supposed to be on the top? And the Talmud explains that when the Jews were constructing the Mishkan, when they were building the tabernacle, they made little marks on the top and the bottom of the crushim, using the Hebrew letters Aleph and bays, to indicate which side was the top and which side was the bottom. And they would write these little etchings on the top and the bottom of these crushim of these pillars. The Talmud explains that every now and again, someone would inadvertently write the incorrect marking on the top and the bottom. They would put the aleph where the bays was supposed to go. They would put the bays when the aleph was supposed to go. And sure enough, someone would realize, oh my goodness, we've made a mistake. I wrote the aleph in the wrong place. And what would they have to do? Well, they would have to go ahead and erase that aleph, erase that bays, and then write the correct marking in its place. And the Talmud says that's where we find erasing in the construction of the mishkan, in the construction of the tabernacle. It always struck me as being so remarkable. If someone were to go over to me and tell me that I have the opportunity to help in the construction of the Mishkan, it would probably be the highlight of my life. This was a mitzvah that got to be performed one time in the history of humanity. What a remarkable mitzvah. I would imagine if I had the opportunity to be the guy to write the aleph or the bays on the top, the bottom of these krushim, it would be such an unforgettable moment. I would tell my children, I would tell my grandchildren, I was the guy, I was the person who made those markings on the mishkan, on the Krushim on these beams. It would be such a remarkable highlight of my spiritual life, I was the guy who did that mitzvah. I'm sure if I had that opportunity, I would do that mitzvah with so much joy, with so much simcha. I would do that mitzvah with so much kavanah, so much focus. I'd be paying attention to what I was doing. Yet we find the Jewish people, when they were constructing the mishkan, when they were building these kreshen, these, these beams, someone somewhere inadvertently put the aleph where the base was supposed to go. They made a mistake. And if you think about it, this is not rocket science. Figuring out which side goes up and which side goes down and putting the aleph where it's supposed to go and the bays where it's supposed to go, it's an inexcusable error. It's not too complicated. How in the world did the Jewish people, when they were constructing this crushim, these beams, when they were building the Mishkan, the tabernacle, how in the world did these mistakes happen? The Talmud tells us indeed they did. I believe the Talmud is telling us a very, very important lesson when it comes to errors, when it comes to making mistakes. You see, in life, there are two kinds of mistakes. There are the kinds of mistakes that are forgivable, the types of mistakes that we understand. Let's go back to Bill Buckner. It's really interesting, is that night that he made that error, he also went to bat for the Red Sox, and he went 0 for 5. He got out all five times he came to the plate. All five times he went up to bat. Now most people don't remember that. And I believe the reason is, is that it's understandable for someone to go 0 for 5 trying to hit a baseball. You see, hitting a baseball is really, really hard. And even though every time you make it out hitting that, trying to hit that baseball, you've in a sense failed We can understand that because after all, success, if someone can be successful hitting a major league baseball 30% of the time, we put you in the Hall of Fame because hitting baseballs is really, really hard. The failure rate is expected to be in the zone of 70%. And there are those kinds of mistakes in our lives. Mistakes where it's understandable, it's excusable. We realize and we understand people make errors when they're dealing with really difficult tasks like hitting a baseball. But then there are other types of mistakes, other kinds of errors. The errors that we expect you to be 100% successful at, the errors that are inexcusable, how could that be? How could Bill Buckner let the ball get underneath his legs? This second category of errors, this second category of mistakes, the unexcusable mistakes, those are the ones that really, make us really furious and angry and upset. People let us down, the Boston Red Sox fan base, you know, couldn't handle Bill Buckner because after all, this is the type of error, the situation that he faced, that's the kind of mistake that's unforgivable. What's really remarkable is if you stop and think about it, let's go back to Bill Buckner and that first base play, that ball that got right under his legs. If you look at fielding percentage, that's the percentage of times that a fielder is expected and goes ahead and makes the clean play on the ball and records that out. The best fielding first baseman in the history of the game has usually a 990 fielding percentage, which means out of a thousand ground balls hit his way, he'll make the play successfully 990 times. That'll get you, that'll make you the best first baseman in the history of the game. But if you stop and think about it, A 9.90 fielding percentage means we can statistically predict, we can statistically measure, and guarantee you're going to make 10 mistakes out of 1,000. There's no such thing as perfection. And we're talking about in the category of mistakes that are unforgivable. You see, even the best, most competent people make basic routine mistakes. The greatest first baseman in the history of the game, he's going to boot a ball every now and again. A baseball will go right between his legs as well. He's not just going to make mistakes like not being able to hit a baseball, which is difficult. But you see, people fail in basic things as well. Doesn't happen too often, but it does happen. And we can predict, measure, and it's statistically there. It's data, which doesn't lie. The greatest first baseman, they make errors 10 times out of 1,000. It's going to happen. That's the story of the Jews in the, in the Mishkan and the construction of these crushin. They were focused. They were paying attention. They did that mitzvah with simcha with joy and no doubt in my mind, they did it with kavana with focus and intent. And I'm sure they got it right most of the times. But you know what? They also made careless mistakes as well. Careless mistakes happen. We try to aim for perfection. No one's looking to make mistakes. But we have to recognize errors, the kinds of errors that we don't expect people to make, those two also happen. The Boston Red Sox fan, fan base really missed this point. They berated Bill Buckner. They really gave him a hard time, and I think it was unfair because people make errors. Just like Bill Buckner went 0 for 5 that night, well, guess what? Statistically, every now and again, a ball is gonna go under someone's legs. It's going to happen. People make errors. And the people who are going ahead and constructing the mishkan, the tabernacle, with all the kavana and focus in the world, guess what? They made mistakes as well. This is such an important lesson when it comes to our relationships with other people, our spouse, our coworkers, our friends, family members. We see them fail and, Oftentimes we're easy, we're very willing to forgive them when it's the type of mistakes when it's like hitting a baseball, the type of mistakes that we understand how you could have failed. We understand that you weren't perfect, that we get. We have to recognize that our friends, our families, our spouses. People around us, guess what? They're also going to make those kind of unforgivable mistakes. They're going to make errors. They're going to let the ball go right under their legs. It's statistically guaranteed to happen. We have to have the rahmanas, the compassion, the kindness, to be forgiving of others when they make the category of mistakes which are seemingly unforgivable. And we also have to recognize that for ourselves as well. So often we beat ourselves up for making mistakes. We beat ourselves up when we make careless or sloppy errors. We have to recognize, of course, we're aiming for perfection. No one's looking to make mistakes. No one's looking to let the ball go between their legs. But I guarantee you one thing, it's gonna happen in your life. You're gonna make a mistake, a careless mistake, a mistake that someone you know, significantly less talented than you, they're not gonna make that mistake. It's part of life we make errors, and we have to have the compassion on ourselves to forgive ourselves when we make those kinds of careless mistakes. We need to be kinder to the Bill Buckners of the world. We need to be kinder to ourselves. We need to recognize the people building the Mishkan, they made errors. We're gonna make errors too.